0: Really fantastic episode 53. Oh, you were waiting for this. I <laughs> Yeah, I was racking my brains. And the reason Peter is so in such a jovial mood is because I was racking my brains trying to come up with an alliteration for 53.
1: You miss doing this, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the reason I loved doing this and the reason I'm doing this is because we've got the barp of all metal alliterators, if that is even a word, on the show. And that's Anvil. Yeah, man. You look at me. any Anvil album; it's just an alliteration, all the way from metal on metal, metal, metal. Yeah, the to the, to the latest album called *Legal at Last*, <laughs> and a whole lot of them in between. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. Anvil. Oh my god. Anvil yeah, is on horns up.
1: I think you know what surprised me also was. Lips was as kicked that
0: there are two guys from <laughs> India who are calling him in the <laughs> middle of it. We were his first ever Indian call and I don't want to uh, unnecessarily blow steam up our own asses. But yeah, we did that. Yeah. Man. We will and forever man. go down in history as the first Indians to ever have Lips low yeah. on, <laughs> on a podcast. And he was surprised <laughs> that there were Indian zoo fans of his. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. Dude. <laughs> yeah. After all that we've seen and heard about Anvil, of course the movie that came out some years back that definitely helped repopularize the band and diehard Metalheads would have heard of Anvil. Luckily, I threw, uh, threw a very good friend, shout out to Ravi, who used to go by, I don't know, so many different names on RSJ, etc. and was currently residing in Singapore. He introduced me to uh, Anvil when we were working together way back, I think, 2000 or something of that 2008, 2010 something of that is uh, some some year around that time and he um, introduced me to Anvil by <laughs> essentially playing this song called Mothra oh, yeah. because I, I was a huge Godzilla fan yeah right So yeah, I still remember watching or hearing that song and I love that riff. And then of course, watching the movie, etc. It helps you just contextualize uh, what is truly a remarkable life journey as such of the band or a life story of the band. These guys are legends.
1: No doubt about it, man. I mean, like... In the last episode, we talked about how underrated is. these guys, I mean, for those of you who watched the movie, yeah, dude, these guys are lifers. Yeah. And like, I remember we were having a chat and I was telling you when I lived in Canada, you couldn't find their CDs, man. It's, <laughs> they were like a rare. You'd find them in like second ad bins. So I'm wondering who sold their CDs. I once managed to come across them and then never again. Shame on me for not buying it then. But yeah, student life <laughs> but uh, yeah man I mean it's just so amazing to see their journey to now like a decade later them still kicking ass putting out music us getting a chance to speak to them yep
0: and finally getting some sort of recognition that they most definitely deserved right so on that note it's a very cool casual conversation it felt like lips was right in front of us instead of somewhere in Canada um yeah, I'm not going to say anything more, but here he is, Lips from Anvil.
1: Hi Steve, greetings from Bombay, India. How's it going?
2: It's going good, man. Wow.
1: From Bombay, India. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the the feeling is kind of mutual because we can't believe we're talking to you and can you believe you're talking to us, two heavy metal fans from Bombay, India?
2: Yeah, it's uh, it, well, it's, it's it's the first time ever, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the Bird of Anvil is is here, and it's allowed here in India.
2: Wow, well, I'm I'm completely unaware of that. <laughs> they, never, they never do that. I don't. I, India, okay. I guess I have to believe you. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> okay, yeah. we
0: send you photographic evidence. We are not scamsters. We're actually <laughs> heavy metal fans from India.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. Of course, we have this opportunity because of album number seventeen, Legal at Last. You have Album been eighteen. Eighteen. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's one goof up, anyways. You've been doing this since 1981. That's almost 40 years. So instead of asking you what's changed through the years, let's ask you this. What stayed the same?
2: What stayed the same? Yep. Probably my outlook and my taste in music has never changed.
0: What's been your outlook? What's been the taste in music? Right from the very beginning. Take us through where it all started.
2: Well, I... I, I I, I grew up with the, with the invention of electric guitar. So whatever is that is, (laughs) is what I, what I, I, love. Um, everything from the Rolling Stones to Pantera, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's crazy because we kind of also enjoy the same music. So, uh, Tell us about like what it was like because, I mean, you've been doing this for so many years. You've seen the trends come and go. You've seen various bands come and go, and you guys are still standing strong. So, just tell us about what it feels like to be to be one of those bands.
2: Well, it's actually quite interesting because we've watched we've watched everything. Well, I've watched everything from Chuck Berry rock and roll to you know, death metal. And quite frankly, I, I, I don't understand a lot of the death metal stuff. I really, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of it and I don't listen to it. Um, and that's not to say that I, I, I'm against it. I, I just don't, I don't comprehend it. <laughs> um, there's a lot of trends that come and go. <clears throat> which I don't really particularly follow. I don't believe in trends. I, I just listen to the music I listen to and create the music I, li- I create. I, I don't really pay attention to what goes on in the world. And I don't measure myself against the world. I only measure myself against myself. Is this something I'm happy with that I like or don't like? And that's, that's how... I kind of look at it. I really don't pay attention to what's going on currently or what went on in the past. Um, I d- do what I do and the way I want to do it and when I want to do it. And I'm not, really, I'm not really aware of what is or isn't out there. Um, pretty much like an island. I don't know else, how else to describe it, but um, that's the best way I can express it. What are the differences? None for me. Okay. I still approach everything the same way and look at it everything the same way. So I really don't, the outside world has no, 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 uh, no impact on me, really. Okay, so musically musically speaking,
0: of course, of course, would it be fair to say or I mean, another way of looking at it would be, would you say that you're kind of stuck in time?
2: Yeah, but I think all bands are. It's not just me. You know, how, how much different is Iron Maiden today than they were 20 years ago?
0: I hey nobody thinks. How, that mu- how that.
2: much difference? How much difference was Motorhead from from day one till they don't exist now? A lot of or ACDC. People say they've been playing the same song for forty years. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I I don't think I'm the only one. I think it's pretty common.
0: Oh, of course, and it's it's not a bad thing at all. Don't get us wrong, please.
2: No, no, no. And, and it shouldn't be a bad thing. It's what, it's what it's all about. You work your life to create your own unique style and sound. You don't try to change it. You try to maintain it. That's what it's really about.
0: All right. So now is a good time to ask then. In your very own words, Can you define two things, or can you help us understand two things? One, what is your definition of metal? And two, what is your definition of anvil?
2: Well, in a certain sense, they're both the same thing. Metal music is is nothing but a label. But what is that? Well, it's really... Electric guitar and something that your parents didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> that is so well put. And, and ultimately, the, that could have happened at any point from 19, 1955 and on. <laughs> so I, I, I think, you know, they just called it different things. In the 1950s, they called it rock and roll. And in the the 70s, they called it hard rock. And in the 80s, they called it heavy metal. So what is it? It's, it's electric guitar. It's the music that made our parents cringe, that made our parents want to put their fingers in their ears and called it noise. And, and still to a great degree it is. And now I'm a parent and I stick my fingers in my ears when I hear some of the music my kids have listened to. And they call it death metal. And so <laughs> there you go. So when I hear some guy calling it, they're calling it metal, and it's music that's played a million miles an hour, and it's got no melody, and it's some guy going, I go, on, that sounds like fucking noise. And now I understand why my dad called it noise. <laughs> So, so i asking... Mick Jagger, going, I can't get no satisfaction. Goes, that's really bad English. <laughs> you know, it's I can't get any satisfaction. Is the way you're supposed to say that? Can't get no. What the fuck is that? These guys, can't, they can't speak English, and that you call that singing? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He's okay. complaining about Mick Jagger. What, what would he have thought of? What would you have thought of, you know, of Pantera? What would you thought of, <laughs> you know, what would you think of, of of some of the bands like Napalm Death? What would you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> but but
1: as as a fellow parent, I must ask this question: uh, What do your children think of Anvil's music?
2: Uh, they think it's okay. Um, I mean, my son likes likes the uh, what do they call it? What do they call the um, uh, fish? I don't know if you know what that is. You yeah. ever heard of fish?
0: as in the band, the Phish.
2: Yeah, they're like a new age yeah, yeah.
0: Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. jam band. Yeah, they're yeah, jam band. Yeah, he loves that
2: The Hot Chili Peppers. Green Day, um Billy Billy Talent. He's not although he, you know, he he was into anvil when he was a little kid, but now that he's in his twenties, he's like, nah, you guys are okay, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Right. Uh so you know. Album number 18, as you stated earlier, in some countries, you'll are finally legal. But what is legal at last about? Uh, and what would you say sets this one apart from any other annual re- release that we've heard so far?
2: Well, legal at last, the, the title came from the idea of marijuana becoming legal in Canada.
0: Oh, okay. yeah, and then- and, and I think the down.
2: album cover is kind of pretty evident. Yeah,
0: gone.
2: yeah but it's, it, 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 it's the actual idea and thought is a lot, goes a lot deeper in the sense that it has to do with what effects the legalization of marijuana have and what effects did it have on it being illegal. And those things are all expressed on the album throughout. And the idea that marijuana was not made illegal because it's bad for you, marijuana was made illegal because it was a threat to the cotton industry, to the uh, oil industry, to the pulp and paper industry, basically to the to the economy, because. Marijuana could have been used to make all make diesel fuel. It could have been used to make garments, like clothing. It could have been used uh, could have been used as medicine for that matter. Um, because because it was depleted in our ecosystem, we've been depleted of it in our in our in our food, air, and water and as a result we get cancer and that's why they're discovering that marijuana can cure cancer it's because we're actually replenishing what shouldn't have been depleted in our bodies which is an anti an anti sort of cancer medicine um I mean, there's many, many different things. Pulp and paper, all of our paper. We wouldn't have depleted the oxygen on this earth if we hadn't been cutting down all the trees to make to make paper and to make furniture when we could have been using hemp. We wouldn't be, have been manufacturing plastic from oil because hemp could be used to produce plastic and concrete there's many many things that that hemp can be used for that it hasn't been because it was le- illegal so it has an effect on everything to do with our environment which has many many different aspects of the lyrics on the new album the certainly the song gasoline plastic in paradise mm-hmm. um, those songs are directly, directly talking about our environment and our our climate and everything like that. Um, chemtrails, which is about about putting chemicals in our atmosphere, and the reason that those chemicals are being put in our atmosphere is to slow down the process of global warming. And we wouldn't have global warming if we'd had marijuana legal from a hundred years ago and had we been using marijuana for for instead of instead of fossil fuels if we had been using marijuana for for pulp and paper we wouldn't have been cutting down our trees so there's a lot of there's a lot to be said about it legal at last and the implications that that it has and that's what that's what the album is about
0: Lovely. All that context. We'd like to play a track from Legal at Last on the podcast. Which one should we play and why that one track?
2: (laughs) Well, I guess playing Legal at Last would be the play the title track. And basically the title track is talks about our responsibility in the in, in its legalization and what it means it talks about it talks about it as a as a as a uh, the facts the facts behind it and what it's all about and that's what the lyrics are about it's not just about go smoke a joint it's about the responsibility of what comes with it and it's for better or worse and that's how how it's written so that that gives you there's your intro for it <laughs>
0: <laughs> lovely awesome. thank you so much here is Legal at Last from Legal at Last. I have to ask you this. what prompted the name Anvil?
2: Well, first we were called Lips and when we went in when we finished the first album and took it in and got our first record deal, the label thought that the name of the band didn't suit suit it um, and wouldn't be as mar- wouldn't be very marketable and they wanted to, they wanted us to come up with something. Uh, more in line with what was coming into style, which was heavy metal music, and it made sense. Rob came up with the t- the name Anvil, and it really made sense because an anvil is a hunk of heavy metal. So yeah. it's like, wow, that's a a great name for a band. Plus the fact that it has a shape; it's the name of an inanimate object, and it certainly worked well. For marketing and for every other aspect, and that's how it came to be.
0: All right, staying on names, from hard and heavy to metal on metal to now legal at last. You've kept at this for eighteen albums, so I have to ask, what's the secret or the compulsion behind the attempted alliterations in each album title?
2: Well, the, the, every, every each each album title is is specific specifically ties into the band and the and the actual anvil itself with in the way that the artwork works with the title. Of course. Very important. Every, every time we use the anvil, the anvil has to be put on the cover, so each cover has to somehow make sense with the title. So it has to tie in with the music, with the band, with the with the name and the anvil all at once.
0: Honestly, and I'm that's not,
2: that's not so easy to do in an alliteration. So every okay. every every title had to work with artwork and with the band. So at this point I have to kind of bring up,
1: it's been twelve years since the release of the documentary based on your band, and it quite literally brought y'all back into the spotlight, into a new generation. Has life for you since then changed? And if so, how?
2: Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's actually, we finally, we finally are living the dream. You know, a lot of people say that, you know, the first three years were our heyday, but the actual real truth, the real, the real, real truth is I'm finally making a living. After 40 years, I'm making a living now as a result of that movie. Wow. As, as a result of keeping the band together and recording through all the years. It, it didn't just happen as a result of the movie. It happened because we've been making music all along and never gave up. That's the, that's the, the truth. And the movie would never have happened if it wasn't for the music. Exactly. So it's so it's all connected, and it's a great. We're in a really great place. We've gained a huge momentum that we've never had in all of our years. I haven't worked a regular job in thirteen years. Wow! I'm making a living from being an anvil, and I haven't had a day off ever since that movie came on, out. So. What could you ask more for than that? It's great.
0: Yeah, that movie just helped tell your story.
2: That's right; it made everybody aware of who Anvil is.
1: Yeah. That, now I also have to ask this question because uh, a few days ago we spoke to Jeff Waters from Annihilator, another Canadian band, and we asked them him this question too. What do you attribute your following in Europe as opposed to North America? I mean, you're a Canadian band, uh, but it's kind of strange where you have a larger following in Europe. So, What would you attribute? It's
2: not strange. It's not strange at all because North America, this music didn't originate really in North America. The music really originated out of the UK. The new wave of British heavy metal is where metal really started to explode and started to mean something so really really the major following is in europe and always has been europe is not a trend oriented marketplace people who listen to metal listen to it for their whole life it's not that they're into it this week and into something new next week the bands that they that they grow to love they love for life so they become diehard fans and you are fans forever. They are fans forever. So they became, it's become really the mainstay and the main audience for heavy metal in this world is all in North America in, all in uh, Europe. And that's where it's got its stronghold and that's where it exists. And it's not a, it's something that's a trend. It's a way of life. So it, it only stands to reason that Anvil has done well in Europe. And for the matter, for as a matter of, of fact, all of our record deals are centered in Germany and have been for 40 years. So that's pretty impressive. It says it all.
1: Yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense. You kind of uh, talked about this earlier, but I just want to dive into it for a couple of minutes. 40 years what keeps you driven after all these years
2: the music itself and I, I love to do it i mean it's really pretty simple and that's what it should be it shouldn't be anything complicated i love the music and i always have that's how that's what i do that's what i am it's part of my identity it's who it's the the, the person that i i grew up to be you know i started doing this at, i started music by 10 years old and i haven't stopped so it's you know 54 years of being a musician <laughs> it's not going to end
0: <laughs> lovely so our final question to you since we're almost out of time does steve libs goodlow have a bucket list and if so what is it
2: i you know what i i've done and lived most of Everything I ever wanted to do, I, I got to do it. Um, I guess, in a certain sense, I'm I'm like I'm like Lemmy in in that sense that if I die tomorrow, I, I'm gonna die happy and with no regrets. So I, I don't know what's the, what's the bucket list. Well, one I guess if I really want to, I can talk about or I could I could put things on the list. Of places I've never played, and I—I I w- I guess we could say that that's part of the bucket list. I'd love to come to India; it would be great. I'd love to play in Bombay to see what the hell that was like. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, that would be really awesome. Be be awesome. killer. Bombay, yeah, I'd love to. It would be amazing. I've never been there. It, it might. It would be an interesting, an interesting. One of those bucket list things. I mean, I've never been to Israel. I'd like to play in Israel. I've never been to, I've never been to, I don't know. Well, I, I went to China. That was incredible. But I mean, there's a lot of countries I haven't been to. I've never been to Africa. Certainly playing someplace like Cape Town or something like that would be be a fascinating, fascinating or, or playing in Egypt and actually being able to see the pyramids, I've never seen that. So th- those, are the, those are the kind of things that would be on my bucket list. And who knows, maybe they'll happen. Maybe they're yet to happen, and there are things to look forward to.
1: Yeah, we, we both are certainly hoping someone listening to this gets you to a show in India.
0: Yeah, it would be great, man. Awesome. Yeah.
1: We, we'll be there in a heartbeat.
0: And on that note, I still can't believe you're talking to you. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: (laughs) It was really cool, man. Really, really, really fucking cool. Yeah.
0: So at this time, all I have to say is thank you for doing what you're doing. And I hope you continue doing what you're doing. Because thank you for that.
2: I I very much appreciate it. And thank you for helping Anvil. I, I would, in, in, in India, we can use all the all the help we can get, spread the word, and spread the music. Let's rock. I want to come yeah. to India. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> awesome. Horns up. Horns up to you. Horns
2: up. Horns up, man.
0: Wow. Take that off my bucket list. I don't have a bucket list, but definitely Lips and Anvil are one band that I've always wanted to just talk to.
1: Yeah, man. And, you know, whoever's listening to this, if you're a promoter, the off chance, Anvil are interested in coming down. (laughs) Just saying. Who
0: wouldn't be? (laughs) I mean, look at it. We've got the Indian mass. (laughs) There's an Indian market which has not yet been opened to bands from Canada. Which
1: is virgin and
0: untapped. (laughs) Exactly. Metal bands from Canada are really like biting their nails trying to find reasons to come to lands like India to exotic lands like India but seriously man it'll be a fucking joy to watch Anvil in Pune or in Bombay in Bangalore in Bangalore yeah why not in Bangalore can you imagine in fandom yeah it'll (laughs) be a legendary gig (laughs) it'll be a it'll be it'll be a truly great gig yeah man yep well, that's something that we can strive towards. Um, do you want to see that happen? If yes, tell us why. If no, tell us even more why. We definitely like to know. You can reach out to us on HonsupBot.com. So, till next time,
2: on